Show, the show where we bring up a word or phrase to spark a conversation about the related media. This is your host, Jeff Blanchard, and my bizarre co-host, Eleanor. Hello, Dylan. Hello, Jeff. Welcome to the bazaar. Would you like some wares such as these empty bottles, or how about this wooden sword for just five coins? Oh, that is pretty bizarre. <laughs> it is bizarre. It's a bizarre price at the warehouse bazaar. Did you first see that word in uh, Ocarina of Time? No, I didn't actually. I knew, um, I think I had it for like a vocab word in like literature class or something. Uh. The the B-A-Z-A-I-A-R. Yeah. How bizarre. How bizarre. How do you feel about that song? <laughs> um, I haven't heard it in a long time. I've heard it quoted many times recently though and I've been singing it in my head, but I haven't actually heard it in a very long time. I should. Da, 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 yeah. Da, da. It's kind of like uh, it kind of the guy reminds me of Psy, but I think he's like from New Zealand or something. Hmm. I have no idea. OMC, I think the band is. Huh. Yeah. I. I just <laughs> yeah. remember. One hit wonder. Yeah, exactly. You know, one of those many '90s one hit wonders. I think yeah, we I mentioned know. a few last time. Eagle Eye Cherry. Mm. Uh... I love. I do like that one song. <laughs> I have the VHS music video of it. Save tonight, <laughs> yeah. by the Sure, there are a lot of good hits back then. Um, I, I, there are a lot that were bad too. Oh yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> like uh, I think I mentioned, the, like the dance craze that was so popular, like Eiffel sixty-five. Yeah, and, that weird, yeah. like poppy, like I don't even know what the genre is to describe it. Ace of Base. And, yeah. Like, a lot of it's like Scandinavian dance. like dance. <laughs> or um remember Enigma when they did uh Return to Innocence where they've got the like the Native American chanting? No, I do In not the... Oh it's super popular. <laughs> and it's just like a super twee song. No, I do not remember. It was that. a popular song, yeah. Uh yeah. I was trying to think of, like, do you have any, because we try, I always try and be like, do you have any bizarre stories uh, of your youth and childhood you can think back on? Um, I went to Salem, New Hampshire, not Salem, New Hampshire, Salem, Massachusetts a lot. I think I mentioned that in the, <laughs> we talked about, what, uh, the Crucible? <laughs> yeah. Mm. But I went, uh, yeah, I went there every Halloween, and they, um, they had something called the Bizarre Bizarre there, and... They, I don't know. They sell a lot of weird stuff down there, and a lot of fake weird stuff too. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I just remember touristy. <laughs> That's my only bizarre story. Just being at an actual bazaar. Well, you were kind of like you know we grew up as kind of alt kids. Yes. Air quotes alt kids. Did you ever do any weird weird shit in your back in your um, day? Like, weird? No. I lit a t-shirt on fire in my garage once. That's kind of, like, the most dumb kid thing I did. Like, most extreme dumb kid thing, I guess. Mm. Um, At least that I got caught doing. Oh, well, you know. We we all do shit like that when we're kids. (laughs) Yeah, that was pretty funny. I'm just lighting a t-shirt on fire on the floor, and the garage door just starts opening. (laughs) Like, uh uh-oh. Yeah. Oh yeah, what about you? I, I was thinking of this, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure I did this, and I don't know why. 
I decided to make tea in my bathtub. <laughs> like I filled my bathtub with water and I wanted to see if I could like make tea like by putting a bunch of tea packets oh, in there. Oh, that's so dirty. <laughs> and I don't think I don't remember if I, my intent was to drink it. <laughs> like I am pretty sure like that might have been my intent, but I don't remember if I ever like decided like I'll actually taste this. Um, just, would it like exfoliate your skin maybe like the I, herbs be good for ooh, peppermint I, tea take a nice bath in peppermint tea probably tingly I think I heard a thing on TV that was like I don't know I was watching some sitcom and she's like oh I'm putting uh, tea bags in my bathtub or something <laughs> yeah. and I'm like oh what if I did that and I never, I don't know what my thought process was behind it but I vague, I have a vague memory of doing that yeah, it probably smelled nice at least. <laughs> Did it like stain the tub? I don't think so. Uh, good. Yeah. Uh. I can't remember if my intent was to drink it. I I hope not, because yeah. that sounds awful That's now. So gross. It, yeah. it probably right. I probably did. I I don't know. I was a weird kid to do uh, shit like that. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, do you have any yeah, movie? Let's try to top that, but I don't think I can. I do. Uh, I know a kid who can top that. And his name is Turbo Kid. Have you ever seen Turbo Kid? Turbo Kid. I can think of Turbo Man. <laughs> it's kind of way. like a reference to, I don't know, dumb, schlocky, colorful things like that. Uh, it's a 2015 Canadian film. And uh, I I just stumbled upon it on Netflix one night and watched it. It's um pretty bizarre. It's kind of like an homage to Mad Max. It takes place in the distant future of 1997 and it's like this alternate 19 because it's made in 2015 so it's not like it's uh so it's just like a throwback to that it's really hyper color it's about a kid who lives in a post-apocalyptic wasteland which i've i love of course um and it's like yeah this it's run by like a tyrannical overlord who like crushes people's bodies down to get water because there's no water and it's like a drought and that's what drove the like humans to extinction but uh yeah and he teams up with this quirky girl and um the turbo kid and he uh goes on this crazy adventure it's it's pretty funny it's kind of like an homage it was i saw that it was rated pg when i was watching it and it's like an homage to like kid becomes superhero like a uh, star kid or any of those dumb movies we used to watch in the 90s and um but as i was watching it it's like super gory like people just explode into like corn syrup blood and it's like stupid gore like meant to look like really cheesy 80s gore and but and they're like swearing every other word too and like halfway through it i realized it's like this isn't rated pg this can't be rated pg well back in the day that's what a pg movie was like if you ever watched like look back at like you know uh like bad news bears was like a pg yeah. movie in the 80s and there's like a bunch of n-word and like there's topless stuff in there and it's just like whoa like crap like yeah so I... uh i watched gremlins recently and that was like the movie that and jaws were like the movies that made um spielberg i think spielberg spearheaded it uh the pg-13 rating he didn't spearhead it but like they said hey your movies grim because he produced gremlins and he and jaws and they're like your movies are really violent he's like well yeah then 
it's not R, but make another movie. Because I was watching Gremlins, I was like, jeez, this is. They're also like swearing and smoking, and Gremlins are exploding and stabbing people. So what I heard changed it was I think Red Dawn and something else, not Jaws. Um, maybe I know I'm. Jaws might have been earlier, but um, because I definitely when I was watching Gremlins, I was like, when, when did the PG thirteen rating come out? And because Gremlins was nineteen eighty four, I think mm. somewhere around then. And then I checked it. I was looking it up, and it was like, oh, because of Gremlins, and like it said it right there. I was really surprised. Yeah, I think I do remember there being two movies, but I could have sworn that movie Red Dawn was one of them. Have you ever seen that? Um, no, I saw the remake. Oh. I try to watch a patriotic movie <laughs> every Fourth of July. In Is that one true? Year. <laughs> yeah, I watched like I watched like Captain America or something like that. Not like, right. but I watched uh, the Red Dawn remake one year. <laughs> Super bad. Uh, I remember liking the original. You know. Yeah, I All think right. uh, I like the idea of, like guerrilla warfare and like Defender, like just a bunch of townies uh, getting together. Yeah, it is a cool idea and a cool premise. Yeah. Like, uh, there was a game that was similar, like, um, Homefront, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, with the, the kids as, like, superheroes, did you ever see that one with Frankie Muniz? I think it's, like, Agent Cody Banks. Oh, something. yeah, and Agent Cody Banks, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell, yeah. Amanda Bynes in one of them, too, also. Uh, possibly. Right? I, yeah, may, uh, I think it's Hillary Duff is in. Is uh, Hillary Duff in one of them? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, they might have switched over though. Because they were like both. besties in real life too, Hillary Duff and Frankie Muniz. Yeah, uh, two heartthrobs of the early two thousands. Yeah, it's true. Uh, did you ever see Spy Kids? Yeah, we were getting uh old at that age though. Yeah, I, my sister likes Spy Kids, so I think that was the only reason I saw it. Yeah, yeah. Danny Trejo was like in the third yeah. one, I think. Weird. Yeah, that was right around the age where like the transition of like that would be so uncool to watch that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of how I dropped out of Disney. Like that kind of thing became uncool. Like, uh, I, I never dropped out. I, well, you know. I was always an unabashed Disney fan. Well, my image was very important to me at that point in time, I'm sure. I had to be cool and not interested in Disney. No, no, it means you got a soft side. Yeah, I couldn't see that. (laughs) And what about, do you have a bizarre movie? Uh, I picked a few. Um, I'll just name them real quick and then I'll kind of go over them. Akira. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I haven't seen it, but I I really want to. Maybe that'll be the next one we do for Anna, maybe. Yeah. Uh, The Missouri Breaks and uh, Bad Johnson. So, Akira, it's a massively popular uh, anime movie that's kind of like in the... It's not an apocalyptic wasteland, but it is kind of like a dystopian future where Mm -hmm. gangs are kind of running rampant and there's like this kind of experimentation that goes on with this kid and it goes awry and he kind of gets these crazy psychic powers and he kind of goes nuts and there's a cool bike in it right yep <laughs> there's a lot of cool bike stuff uh 
Missouri Breaks is uh, this really strange western that came out. And I think it's one of, I don't know if it's his last movie, but it's like a very late in his career Marlon Brando movie. Mm-hmm. The other actor is Jack Nicholson, so it's like Jack Nicholson oh, wow. in a western. Yeah, weird. Yeah. I, the, the casting is just like very strange. How is it bizarre? Um, the cast. The casting and it's just like about a, like Jack Nicholson is like a, bad guy but he's kind of like he's kind of got a gang but he's trying to not get them or to get them to stop doing a thing and then marlon brando is this like assassin who's like also um he's like a priest assassin like he's a bible toting assassin mm-hmm. for like the church and he starts hunting down jack nicholson's gang it's very odd yeah, that is bizarre yeah uh, the last one is a comedy. I haven't actually seen this one, but I've heard about it. It's, um, I can't remember the main actor, but that comedian Nick Thune. Do you know Nick Thune? Nope. Yeah, he's a comedian, and it, the movie is about uh, this guy who's kind of an asshole who has his penis cut off, and his penis, um, yeah, become, <laughs> like, is personified, so his penis uh-huh. becomes a becomes a guy. Oh, yeah played by nick thune and like they do battle and stuff they do battle yeah like the he, like he kind of becomes his evil doppelganger but it's his severed penis grow pe- into like he becomes a man yeah okay his penis like gets cut off and it like becomes a dude okay i didn't know if he stayed like uh it doesn't stay penis side or four inch in my case if you're in case you're wondering <laughs> So, yeah, I I added. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen that, but I I I heard him mention it on a podcast, and it looked interesting. Yeah, yeah I uh, I've never heard of that one. And there's one I wanted to check out, but I haven't seen. Bubba Hotep. Have you ever heard of it? I've watched Bubba Hotep. Yeah, that, that seems is... like a very strange. Yeah, it's um. Old Elvis and Black JFK. Yes. The Mummy. Yeah, played by uh what's his name? Bruce Bruce Campbell. And it's done it's is it Sam Raimi who directs it? Maybe. I'm pretty sure it's a Sam Raimi Bruce Campbell joint. But that's why it's so like dumb and over the top, but makes sense. But yeah, he's the old senile Elvis hunting a mummy, I think. Yeah, he's like a pharaoh or something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're in a retirement home. It's funny. I remember liking it and enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, I've never actually seen it, but I, I know it's been referenced. Yeah, it was um, a while ago when I watched it. Did you ever get into any of the Harmony Corrine stuff? What is that? He's a director, author. He made Kids. That fucked nope. up movie. Do you know I that know movie? That is. Nope. It's this really fucked up movie. It's about... um. A guy that gets AIDS and he kind of goes out of his way to give as many girls AIDS as possible. Yeah, yeah it's, it's really bad and fucked up. Um, and he also made two other really strange movies. One is called um, Julian Donkey Boy, which is about a kid with um, schizophrenia. And it, it's just very strange. And also Gummo. It's a movie called Gummo, which he's, mm-hmm. he made that. Like in Videoport, they remember they used to have like a weird section. Yeah, in yeah. Videoport, for this is a very local regional reference for <laughs> for nobody's gonna get Videoport. Used this, it's kind of like a video store that would print out yeah. videos, 
and they'd have a weird section, and this is his movies were in there. Uh, uh, you ever heard of <clears throat> Humid Centipede? Sure, I'm aware. Yeah, I'm gonna make you watch that front. <laughs> oh, one, no. please don't. <laughs> Never, no, that guy no. is just a disgusting asshole. Yeah. Like, I, I've been tempted to make you watch, like, something that's, like, just... But I'm like, why? I, I want you to like anime. Well, I and, accidentally watched Goblin Slayer. <laughs> well, that was not an accident. That was not my fault. <laughs> I have been tempted to be, like, give you something really divisive and weird. But, you know, I've been trying to give you stuff that I, you know, essentially is either something that is being contested as good or bad. Or just, I think is good and I think you'll like. Like, fully Cooly. It was a miss, but I think it's actually a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Or, uh, you know, like with me, yeah. un Jeff. You're not trying to show me shitty movies that I'm going to hate, hopefully. <laughs> you could, I guess. But, <laughs> or that might be the case anyway. But, you know, that's just how it is. Yeah, did I try with one? I might have snuck one in there. Didn't? Was this one of them? <laughs> no. No, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I feel like there was one. Wasn't, like, the Hangover one, kind of? Yeah, it was just popular at the time. I believe yeah. that's why I wanted you to see it. very high rating or, or R rated comedy. High grossing yeah. R rated comedy. That you missed. That you weren't around for. Yeah. My, I got a, a too cool for movies phase. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I was also taking film classes at. <laughs> hey, some of those professors. I took an independent like film class and that professor was too cool for film or whatever she had yeah. some very high opinions about non-independent film that i was like okay we're to be non-biased i guess uh, did you have any um really good i i think we had some really good watches in uh you know the japanese film and society class yeah like, like I, but did you have any classes that we maybe didn't take together or you saw something really good um, yeah, because I, I took a lot of classes, purpose, media criticism classes on purpose, uh, for that reason. I, I took a war film class, and I saw a lot of stuff that I normally wouldn't see. Um, I took, uh, film appreciation, which... I heard that class was miserable. Not... The one with yeah it, a, yeah, it was a different uh, professor when I took it. It was the professor we had screenwriting for, so pretty laid-back dude. Yeah, I heard Kill Myers was awful. Yeah, I never had her for anything. I Wait, think, luckily. Dude, I think, right? <laughs> Matt yeah. Kilmeyer. Oh, him, yeah. Oh, that's right, I had horror with him. That was brutal. Yes, my horror film class, classic horror. That was pretty brutal. I fell asleep many a time. Yeah. I definitely saw some stuff I wouldn't normally see, and a lot of that classic horror is bad. Even if it's classic, it's just bad. Wolfman, all that stuff. Did you ever see Man with the Movie Camera? They make you watch that? No. It's like a very early film where there's no speaking. Um, it's just uh, like footage, basically, and music. This kind of repeating footage, and it's very strange. I've seen it twice. And it's probably about five hours long, or at least it feels oh, like geez. it. It's not that long, it just feels like it, because there's <laughs> no story or anything. And during it, there's, like, a live birth, like, that you just, like, it doesn't, mm. you don't hear anything, you're just like, oh, I guess I saw that. <laughs> oh, man. Very strange. Or Metropolis, I liked that, that was cool. 
Have you seen that I silent film? Uh, no. Yeah, we didn't. I don't even. Yeah, our film appreciation class. I don't remember a lot that we watched in it. Another class I really liked was intro to documentary. That was a really interesting class. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't take that one. Not that super into cool. documentaries, but I enjoyed it. All right, let's jump to TV. What do you yes. got? Uh, have you ever watched um, Tim and Eric Awesome Show? Great job. Uh, I'm aware of those two guys, but I've never actually watched it. Yeah, it's a it's a very divisive show. because mm. <laughs> it's, it's like pretty much garbage. Um, but it's yeah, it's kind of those two guys trying to kind of just make a nightmare version of public access it's really just if you ever worked or watched public access uh i did public access for a while and essentially if you create it they let you put it on tv it's that's really they don't have any standards it's just free speech pretty much it's covered under free speech as long as you're not like slandering anyone you can pretty much just put it on there um or like you know copyright stuff but like, if you're criticizing stuff, you're allowed to put it on there. Uh, it's kind of like Wild West. Um, but yeah, so Tim and Eric is just like, yeah, the Tim Tim Heidecker and Eric Wareheim just making a weird... There's a lot of weird, gross, sick-out humor, gross-out humor in it. Um, but I don't know, it's... it's It was ten years ago I watched it. If I watched it again, I might not enjoy it as much. But I got really into it at the time there's a lot of like a lot of people launched their career kind of on it zach galifianakis was a regular on it before he got really big um there's a lot of guest stars on it they took a lot of people just off the street to be in it and they became regulars uh probably something that like a lot of the mr show people were on and like um the state people were on also yeah, it's a lot of that stuff. Yeah, it's very similar to Mr. Show, I think. A lot of that stuff that you watch and you kind of just, you want to look away, but you can't. It's just really out there. Uh, I only really know Tim Heidecker from various podcasts because I listen to a bunch of them. Uh, one of my favorite ones, though, was he was on um, Comedy Bang Bang uh, promoting a fake uh, play that was about... Uh, Jackie Chan playing Bill Clinton, <laughs> playing Bill Clinton, during like the Monica Lewinsky, Monica Lewinsky like hearing. It was such a weird concept, and like at the very end, uh, him and Reggie Watts like made this like actually kind of interesting, like song called Ching Chong Matinee, and it was like super offensive, but it was really funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they they do weird stuff like that. They uh, I remember they were both on Conan once, and they uh, like the curtain goes back, and they come out, and they're both Tim and Eric are both like in full blown ski suits, and like have skis on, and they like waddle up to the the couch and just sit down there on their skis. Yeah, that people like like uh, do you remember uh, Matt Stone and Tree Parker? coming uh to the i think it was the red carpet they were both on acid wearing dresses do you remember that <laughs> yeah vaguely, ages yeah. ago yeah or i guess now um john Mulaney and nick kroll come on to conan like 
kind of doing a bit every time, just like as characters kind of doing a bit. Like they're kind of dressed as like douchebags last time they were on there. Really? Wearing like weird jewelry and stuff. Yeah, it's a lot of, of yeah, niche humor like that, I guess. It's an adult swim show, so I mean, yeah. Yeah, all those shows are very bizarre. Like, if you, the squid, what is it, Squidbillies? Squidbillies, yeah. Mr. Pickles. uh, Yeah, what is that one, Oblongs? Oh, yeah. Very strange. Yeah, that was like, there's only 13 episodes of that. I remember just watching that over and over and over again. (laughs) C-Lab 2021. Yeah. There are a yeah. lot of great shows, but they're also like Aqua Teen Hunger Force is like what a weird concept for a for a thing that was. Yeah, I love that show. I watched a bunch of that too. Or like speaking of weird like duos of people, do you remember the like Boston like scandal scare that like the bomb scare that they oh, had? Oh yeah, yeah. Think light bright, yeah. Yeah, they that. had the Ignignots or the Moon Knights as uh like light bright things and like it was this huge thing because they thought it was like bombs yeah. and they had to do a press conference and they they go up there the two creators and they just like are talking about hairstyles the entire time and the press is like asking them serious questions and they're just talking about like the perm and how the mullet are coming back yeah oh uh, yeah i just love sticking to a good bit i guess yeah i mean that's kind of I don't know. It take. I think it takes a very interesting mind to kind of, kind of go about that type of thing. Where I'm like, how do you think of that? Like, I, <laughs> I have weird thoughts all the time, but I'm like, I, I don't think I'd put any of them down and just like try and sell them to people in like, yeah, right. you know what I mean? Yeah, you don't have confidence in your bizarreness. I really don't. Yeah. I do have some TV shows though. That's a good segue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, I know I mentioned it a little bit, but Fooly Cooly is one of the ones that I wrote down because it is a very weird show. It's so bizarre, I had to turn it off. Yeah. And there are, they made two sequel series like in the past few years where it's uh, Fooly Cooly Alternative and Fooly Cooly Progress or something like that. And man, how do I describe this show? It's about a young boy growing up in a small town, a real uh, Bildungsroman, to call back to another episode, or, uh, you know, a coming-of-age story, mm-hmm. where it's, of course, an alien comes to Earth and hits a boy in the head, classic, you know, classic coming-of-age, <laughs> and then it opens a portal to space where robots grow out of the boy's head and fight other robots created by Medica Mechanica. Which is a local company that is shaped like a giant iron in their town. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And steam comes out. Yeah. It happens every time he gets horny. Yep. Yeah. It, it that show so like it has so many like kind of uh, Easter Easter eggs. It does have a bunch of Easter eggs, but just like references and weird stuff. Like there's one where they have like a complete thing where it's they reanimate the entire thing with South Park kind of like graphics. Mm. You didn't ever get that, that far. Yeah. Nope. It's now nah, it's later on <laughs> in, in all of the six episodes that you couldn't watch. Eh. Right. <laughs> I got halfway through. Yeah, there you go. That's an accomplishment. Uh the other series I wanted to mention, one that I I've never watched, um, and it is a type of thing that they make 
in anime, which is very strange in general. Uh, this is called the Hinako series. I'm calling it the Hinako series. Where uh, there's sleeping, training, and bath time. And all it is is watching a, an anime girl do one of those three things. There are three different ones. There's one where it's just you're watching a girl sleep. And it's like 30 minutes of just watching a girl sleep. And that's the show. There's like no... every... Is there multiple episodes? Or? No, well, there are three different ones, and but there's one episode okay. of her sleeping. There's one of her showing people how to bathe. You never see anything. Like, it's... The one of her sleeping is kind of like... She doesn't have a ton on, but she's still got, like, a decent amount. You never see anything. But it is, like, a little bit sexy, but it's not meant for that, I guess. It's supposed to be, like, kind of ASMR-ish. <laughs> where it's, like, you're just hearing a girl, just... like, lightly sleep <laughs> asmr for your eyes watching some eyes yeah and there's training which is her working out they also have various other versions where it's like you know guys doing it where you're seeing like if you're a girl and you're like oh i want to see a cute guy do this kind of thing hmm. and it's like yeah but it's there are these very strange like series that they just make for it's like having a visual novel or something like that or like just about all the boring parts that they take out of <laughs> no it's like it seems like it's all boring parts apparently yeah. where it's, it's you know it's sleeping it isn't a story where you're like creating a relationship with people but wow yeah i i don't so it's a so they have different series with different people yeah, they're, they're, this okay. one, I think, is the only one that has, like, the same girl doing a few different things. I think the other ones are kind of like like, uh, like the various visual novels, where it's like, you kind of get to find the character you like, and it's like, you know, bathing with this guy, you know, training with <laughs> this guy, or whatever. Oh, man. Very strange. That is odd. Yeah. All the fun of sleeping, but you don't get to do it. Yeah, I like. I don't understand like why that's a thing. Like, I totally get a visual novel because you're like, oh, it's a story. This is not right. that. This is just like, what? What am I doing? I'm watching someone sleep. I'm yeah. watching a video of an animated person sleep. Like somebody had to animate this and do like voiceover for like just snoring. Apparently. Oh, man, that's that's a good job. Yeah, very strange. Do you have any music? I do. I fell into the rabbit hole deep with this band very recently. Um, mm. This the point for this uh this word, I think, right? Yes. Yeah, I kind of launched my. What are I? How can I bring this up? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I really wanted to talk about weird things that I enjoy. This I can't find anything quite like this uh, band called Baby Metal. And uh, if you haven't heard of Baby Metal, get on top of it. Where have you been living from? They're a global phenomenon. Kind of a niche global phenomenon, though, I guess. Um, they are fronted by t now two Japanese women. They used to be three goodbye yui metal um but they it is i kind of describe it as the spice girls of metal they invented a genre they call kawaii metal which means cute, cute metal. metal yeah yep. 
And so it's these three women, and they they do traditional kind of Japanese pop vocals, and they have very nice choreographed dances that are like pretty yeah like you'd see in a boy or a girl band typically but they are backed by the kami band which is a heavy metal like just traditional heavy metal band double bass like heavy double bass kicks uh yeah heavy guitar um yeah and they they mix it together to make the cute metal and a lot of times they're just uh, they're fronted by, they go by Sue Metal, U Metal, and Mo Metal, and they, Mo Metal and Yui Metal, or now there's just kind of a rotating girl with her, but they, they do backup vocals, they're credited as Screams and Dance, and they do backup vocals, and they do the choreography, and yeah, Sue Metal sings the lyrics. It's all in Japanese, I don't understand what they're saying, they have some songs in English, um, but it's, uh, it, it's, I've, I've always enjoyed the music of metal, but I don't like the rah, rah, rah of it. And I, it, this, this combines everything I, I want. Women vocals, awesome choreography, and yeah, hard metal in the background. Yeah. I, I strive to see Would you have a favorite song? Um, I think Awadama Fever is my favorite song. That's where they're singing about being in a mint spaceship or something um, karate is their big hit right yeah karate is a huge song that's my son's favorite song is karate uh and uh i like mitsugune is another like one of their big songs but yeah they started out they're like a super manufactured band they're not, I, they don't write a lot, any i think they have written a couple songs too um but yeah it's all like and that's a lot i guess a lot of Japanese music and stuff like that. But yeah, they're super just like churned out and I'm usually not into that, but it works for this, I guess. Yeah. I mean, those bands do just work. Uh, like, I mean, Spice Girls is still huge. Backstreet, yeah, yeah. People still love the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC and all that stuff. And it is weird how kind of like in the past few years, like K-pop has been such a prevalent thing. Right. Like if you go into Bull Moose, like they have a section for K-pop yeah. or if you go into like, there are a bunch of stores where it's, where it's like Bull Moose or uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I was in some other store where they just had like a separate section where it had like, what is it? Boys Town is a really popular band, I think, or BTS. Yeah, BTS. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And like K-pop and J-pop, which because I love anime, I've been kind of into like for a while. And it's uh, it's there's a lot of good stuff. Like there's a lot of kind of acoustic stuff and you can find, you know, also traditional Japanese music when you're going through there. But if you go through kind of like Japanese openings and endings, that's where you can find a lot of good bands and music. Like I know we did the uh, Watamote and it's got like that kind of same kind of vibe to it yeah yeah i i felt i got obsessed quickly i i heard about them way back in 2014 and then they just released their new album and i was someone mentioned it and i just like dove back in I, one weekend i just watched all the videos like all a bunch of live concerts because the live shows is where it's at pretty much because it's such like a spectacle yeah they've kind of got like a pussycat doll thing going on ish yeah, yeah. And they have a lot of lore behind them, too, which mm. I love, like, a good story. That is strange. <laughs> well, they always refer to, like, we get all our orders from 
only the fox god knows the future they like worship the kitsune the fox god but it's just another word for like their producer (laughs) but yeah they have like uh there's like a whole comic book a manga of them i wish they would do an anime because i think like an anime music video would be the coolest thing i'm surprised they don't have one they probably do out there or they will they have a like one of their dvds live shows it's like interspliced with some like animated segments but it's not like traditional i want to see like battle anime or something with them be perfect for it like attack on titan scored to some baby metal i think would be great i mean they probably have a video of that somewhere on youtube i'm sure yeah i'm sure they do get stuck in a wormhole again yeah like that uh the kind of song that's been super popular from um uh, my hero academia has been like everywhere like you say run there's yeah. kind of this re- this meme of like you say run goes with everything and they just like have every video that's just like a- applicable to like that vamping guitar riffs and stuff yeah yeah, yeah listening to it sometimes i'm like this is a sonic the hedgehog song <laughs> like especially when sonic started getting like if you play the latest sonic games they started getting edgy <laughs> Uh, I totally yeah. forgot the artist of the thing that I'm doing. I didn't write it down. Here it is. Okay. Uh, mine. I've only really heard this guy a few times because I had a teacher play him in a class, and he's kind of got. It's both of my people are kind of like comedy songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy's called Tom Lair or Tom Lehrer. And I don't remember why your teacher played this. It was in college. Um, and he played this song called, I think it's called Oedipus Rex. And it's, I don't think it's good. <laughs> but it's supposed to be like a comedy song about Oedipus Rex. And like, kind of like the chorus line is like, oh, he really loves his mother. <laughs> like that kind of thing. Uh, the one I picked, though, was... Uh, he has a song called Poisoning Pigeons in the Park. And that's... I can't say I've heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think anyone has. Um, <laughs> and that's just what the song is about. It's about poisoning pigeons in the park. And it's just kind of done in this old style kind of fashion. He's like, I'm going to go and poison some pigeons in the park. And I'm trying to th- see like when it was actually made. Uh, an evening wasted with Tom Lair, Tom Lehrer, maybe. Oh, okay. It was made in 1959. Oh, wow. So, so, yeah. I'll read the, uh, yeah, track listing, Poisoning Pigeons in the Park, first song. Uh, Bright College Days at Christmas Carol, The Elements, Oedipus Rex, and a few other ones. The Masochism Tango. (laughs) <laughs> what? But, oh, they've got a thing about it. It's the lyrics refer refer to killing pigeons with stichronine treated corn, a method used by United States Fish and Wildlife Service to control pigeon populations in pu- Boston public areas during the 1950s. So he was trying to get the word out there. Maybe he was protesting the pigeons in the park. Maybe. <laughs> But I, I don't know. I just, I've always remembered it because I just found it very strange. Is he and, like the pre-Bob Dylan? 
maybe <laughs> it's all it isn't it's probably not as like um it's not as cool as bob dylan i would say yeah it's definitely <laughs> like a more lame version bob of dylan saw bob it dylan was doing. Like, i can do that but cooler probably <laughs> or it was more like i can do that but cooler yeah, but cooler man <laughs> I, that I mean, that's a weird song. The um, Mr. Tambourine Man is a very a bizarre song. If we want to talk about weird, bizarre songs, yeah, people are doing a lot of acid back then. The Beatles are making a lot of weird songs. Yeah, I do think that song is very acid, drug inspired. Yeah. Uh, Beck, also known for very strange oh, lyrics, yeah. Loser, very strange lyrics in that. So save your face with some mace in the dark, burning. Spending all your food stamps and burning down the trailer park. Yeah. Cut it. Cut up. Uh, what is it? Junkies in Reno with a vitamin D. You got a couple of couches. Sleep on the love seat. That's the can't, one I remember. Right, because you can't relate. Trades the cash for the beat, for the bottle, for the hate. And time is a piece of wax that's fallen on the termites who are choking on the splinters. Yeah, that's where it's at. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, very strange lyrics. Same with Devil's Haircut. He's got a lot of weird stuff going on with Bob Dylan. Radiohead, I think, is the same way. Yeah. Where it's just like, it's just nonsense. I'm like, I, I, I think I sent, I, I do love lyrics, and obviously those lyrics stuck with us, even though it's bullshit. Yeah. Like, it's just like, why does that stick with us? Is it so weird, I guess? And, like, I do love a lot of Beck's stuff and a lot of that stuff, but I'm like, why did that stay with me? Why do I remember that weird thing? Oh, yeah. Like, I have it's no so reason crazy. to remember that. Uh, the, the other one I had was maybe the weirdest guy who does comedy songs, Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I was a... It, probably average fan i only own like i think three albums and one of them my parents <laughs> bought and i was just kind of like i didn't even care for it that much there was one i really liked i liked running with scissors quite a bit yeah i think that was a big one yeah yeah but i don't know the ones i think the ones that i think of that had like the really big hits i never had even though i liked those songs instead yeah, like I only the, had one, and I didn't like it very much. The food album. It was one of his later ones. Yeah. It was like White and Nerdy or whatever, that one. I think it was the one before that. Uh, Poodle Hat. I oh, yeah, that one was yeah. not good. <laughs> yeah, that about the worst one, I think. Yeah, like, the early stuff I really I remember, like, oh yeah, like the song I wrote down was Amish Paradise. Which is yeah. like, you know, we think of, you know, Gangster's Paradise. You're like, oh, Sonic now. But it used to be like <laughs> that weird, that weird video with the black guy kind of like sweating heavily. I didn't, I don't think I heard the actual Gangster's Paradise song until like 10 years after I heard Amish Paradise. I've heard people say stuff like that. Like somebody said something like, "Oh, I didn't hear American Pie till ten years after uh, the saga <laughs> begins." I'm like, "How is that possible?" <laughs> oh, yeah, American Pie's been around a long time, though. <laughs> like, I don't know. My parents yeah. never listened to popular music, I guess. Which, well, they did, but it was all rock music. 
Yeah, they didn't listen to Gangster Rap by Coolio. Yeah, no. Yeah, not around my house, if you can believe that. Yeah. The, <laughs> the middle class main family did not listen to a lot of Coolio. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I, I do love a lot of that stuff, because I, I don't think it's funny, but I think it's good music. Yeah. Um, like, I... <sighs> I was thinking about this. There are a lot of comedy bands and comedy songs that I like his music, but I don't think it's funny. I don't know what you feel. Um, I... I don't think it's funny anymore, no. I mean, did, but you like you his ever... music. He Doesn't he just do the same music as everybody else? Pretty much. But I'm fine <laughs> so with you that. like their music, not his music. But he's just doing it. I Like I said, I like lyrics. I don't know. I guess I'll do like... I appreciate that he's kind of transforming it. Like... He can create, craft a new narrative? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. I, uh, yeah, I see that. I can, like, Yeah, I like that as a talent. He made star, He made a Star Wars song about, you know, Amer- from American Pie, which is this weird thing about, like, what? Like, the big bopper dying? <laughs> Something like that, yeah. That guy was so, from Maine, did you know that? Or he lives in Maine now. Don McLean? Yeah. Yeah. He did a show at L.L. Bean. <laughs> yeah. 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 He was probably down the road from him. Yeah, but, like, that, or, like, uh, I was thinking, like, Reggie Watts. Like, I don't find Reggie Watts funny. Like, I think, like, I don't think his his music is funny. But I think he's super talented, and I kind of like the stuff he's doing. Same with uh, Bo Burnham. Like, I don't, like, think his stuff is hilarious, but I actually kind of like his music. Have I ever told my Reggie Watts, the time I saw Reggie Watts' story? No. I mean, it's not very long. I... I went to go see Conan when he was on tour, and Reggie Watts was opening for him, and nobody knew who Reggie Watts was back then, mm-hmm. 10 years ago. And he just, this big, like, kind of bigger guy with a big afro comes on stage. He's just got a loop machine, and everyone's like, who is this? And he opens up with, like, this weird, <laughs> like, Celtic chant almost. Like, he just comes out and he goes, <laughs> he just sounds starts... very Arabic. <laughs> yeah, well, I then he just starts like looping it and like doing like pterodactyl noises and stuff, and it was just so weird. And but it just started growing and growing more hilarious the longer he did it. And then he eventually did some of his songs and stuff, which were really funny. But it was just... <laughs> that was bizarre. It was definitely. Yeah. Like, I bet it's a different thing, like, you know, in person. But, like, uh, when I listen to him, or, like, I, I enjoy Bo Burnham, or Stephen Lynch, who does kind of, like, funny songs. I don't know if you remember that guy. Comedian uh, is, like, a... Vaguely. Yeah, I, yeah he I was on Comedy that. Central ages ago. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. Reggie Watts thing, it was definitely... The comedy was in, like, watching him work while he did it. Because it, it was just him and the loop machine. So, yeah. it's like, he did a song, the, the fuck shit stack, or whatever it is, if you ever heard that. <laughs> yeah, I think that's his kind of big hit. Yeah, and I had never heard that before. <laughs> he just starts, like, looping swears. <laughs> it, was just, it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, I like... I don't know. I maybe it's it's hard for me to describe to people because I'm like I appreciate comedy music, but I appreciate it as music. I just typically don't find it funny, but I appreciate it for its like I I enjoy Bo Burnham's act, but yeah. and I think he's funny, but I don't 
really know if I think his songs are funny. Yeah, you appreciate them, the craft of them being able to put it to combine two different kind of medium. I don't know, comedy is a medium, but genre yeah. of music. And yeah. Comedy. Do you enjoy him? I don't know if you've ever heard him. Um, I've I heard him a long time ago when he was first like just the YouTube kid, pretty much doing him. Yeah, he's funny. Last special actually really liked uh, make, uh, make Happy, I think it's called. Yeah. I recommend it to people if they haven't. I know pre- people probably aren't into it or whatever, but I like. I didn't. I just liked it. I just thought it was really good. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what else did I have? Was that it? Oh, yeah, Weird Al. I just. I don't know. I, I don't know if I find it funny, but I just enjoy it. Yeah. Just to wrap that up, the bow on it. He seems like a cool guy too. Yeah, he does a lot of like kid stuff now, so he. He's on a lot of podcasts. Yeah, he was in a Tim and Eric Awesome Show a lot, actually, mm. too. He was a recurring role on that too. He's on BoJack Horseman. Is he? Who's he in BoJack? He's Mr. Peanut Butter's brother. Oh. Okay. Oh man, I got one more episode of the, the episodes that just launched. Mr. Peanut Butter, played by Paul F. Tompkins. Yes. Yeah, it's the funniest they, role, I think. And he's done a bunch of... They've done a bunch of stuff together on Comedy Bang Bang, actually. Ah. You have a book. Yes. I'm just going to read an excerpt from one before I get into the other one. Cause I've talked about the melancholy death of Oyster Boy before, but I'm going to read one of the other stories in here poem however you want to call it and is called the pincushion queen life isn't easy for the pincushion queen when she sits on her throne pins damn it pins pushed through her spleen that's just a short poem by tim burrow oh. yeah. the visuals maybe help seal a deal but yes i i remember you showing me this book in high school i think yeah just uh pretty morbid poems um but the other bizarre book i read for college um once and to look up the name of it i wrote down chocolate lady book it's called um like water for chocolate i had to read this for like a cooking literature or like a food literature class i took some class about like food and writing why Um, maybe it was like (laughs) food and history i needed electives oh okay and is this because your dad was a cook or is it cook, that I guess? probably influenced it also i think i've talked about my uh weird sexualizing oh. food thing on here before like well, you have sure i've accidentally sometimes purposefully sometimes non-purposely written poems about food and then having them turn up jerked off <laughs> no <laughs> having people read them and be like hey this is about Dude. sex i'm like Oh, it is? Oh, okay, sure. Let's edit this. Um, that could be their interpretation of it, though. That was it was, kid, it was uh, like, unanimous. Because <laughs> it was okay. during a work class workshop where the every student was workshopping it, and I was not allowed to talk until after. And everyone was just talking about how my poem was about sex, and I could not say, It's about food! It's about food! <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but yeah, this book does that a lot too. It's about a uh, a girl living in Mexico, and she was b- 
born in a kitchen and i don't know it's about her like falling in love um and her love going to war but all this weird stuff happens when she cooks food too like um she cries into like the bread at the wedding and makes everyone sick i specifically remember i couldn't find the excerpt of it when i was looking for it earlier but like her husband or like someone riding a horse turns into melted chocolate at one point it might have been a dream sequence but i remember reading this book for school and be like what the fuck is this so it's all real is there any like magical realism stuff or is it actually all just in reality um it's meant to be in a reality but i think there is some magical realism something happens at the end i can't i had it pulled up hold on um but yeah it's uh it was hard to tell because it was mostly realistic and then um it just oh yeah at the end um someone eats a box of matches and then like the spark in her heart ignites it so much that she explodes and the house burns down so yeah it's (laughs) i don't know how realistic it was i guess (laughs) yeah that's how the book sounds spoiler alert for this book i couldn't even remember the title of i don't know if anyone's ever heard of it before but it's by it's about sorry no it's all right (laughs) i should have said earlier it's by laura esquivel no have you read anything else by her no would you um i actually i did like this book it was a it kind of reminded me of like a Vonnegut book. It's very structured, short chapters. Each chapter is like a month of the year. Um, I think that's probably why I liked it. And it's got the, it's, it's somewhat set in a real world, but then like bizarre things sometimes happen huh. out of nowhere. Uh, but yeah, I did, I did enjoy it. It's one of the few college books I did enjoy. Uh, did you? I don't know. I I. I had a bad college experience, and I, in in retrospect, I feel like I didn't take advantage of it. Uh, I didn't either. <laughs> yeah, and I I may have been like I think I picked a bad major for who I am basically at the time or who mm-hmm. I was, but which I I'm glad that I did it, I guess. But I'm kind of like, man, I wish I had done something else. Also, I I. I was just talking to someone about this the other day. Actually, today I said, "Yeah, I was stupid. I went with my passion instead of something like math or IT, because <laughs> I'm really good at math, but I did not major in it at all." Yeah, I probably uh, we had the same math class in high school and got pretty much the exact same yeah, grade. Yeah. That was very strange. Yeah, yeah, it was that was pre-calculus. That's how. Yeah, we, yeah. Mm. yeah. Could have been statisticians or whatever math majors do but i'm like i do think we would have done this podcast if we had done that no yeah you know what i mean which i mean that might have been better like i might have (laughs) been actually like doing something with my time but i don't know you know your might your life might have been completely different you know you wouldn't have your kid maybe it might have been you know maybe a different path i could have changed majors i had them in the middle of college that's true I, again, I went with my passion. And... Yeah, mine was not my passion. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. Mine was just like, uh, you know, placeholder until I die, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Were you going anywhere before I went existential crisis on here? or? <laughs> uh, I can't remember what I was saying. <laughs> you were going to I don't know. I... 
<laughs> I, I don't know. I was trying to think of like I didn't. College I, books. I loved reading for a long time. I really did. Like I read the most when I think when I was in high school and like, but I think once I got to college, I like just dropped off. I like just stopped reading for the most part like i think a lot of stuff like they give you book reports and you could choose a book but even then i was just like i don't i don't know why but i just kind of stopped caring about it and i like even if they assign books i'd find some that i'd like here and there but a lot of them was like oh this is bullshit you know yeah a lot of there were some gems i i I didn't have to read a lot for college i think i i read a lot of short stories Uh, that those were brutal it college definitely did suck the fun out of writing for me especially at the pace on which you had to go for it it just felt like such a i remember i had to read an entire play in one night and that just sucked like Mm. but like i I don't know like did you i'm guessing you read in your spare time too though right like before i before college even before college yes um but not time right yeah a good amount um because we were at the library every day or whatever. It's, That's know. true, but we never read while they were there. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, my parents were always late to pick me up. I was probably, a lot of times I was the last kid there. Read. Yeah. So, got really cozy with the Kelvin and Hobbes section. Did that um, count? <laughs> no, but I did, I did read other books. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, I did. I think I was, it was just too demanding in college having to read so yeah. much assigned reading so fast then yeah speaking of existential crisis i was thinking about this the other day not to get <laughs> off of the, another topic but i was like i know we're young and we still have plenty of life ahead of us but i'm like i feel like i peaked in high school you know what i mean <laughs> uh i <laughs> i'm slowly ascending my peak i think i haven't peaked yet i hope not <laughs> I've definitely had that thought where I'm like, because, and I think what has ruined me is essentially like the access to stuff. Like I, my, I have the most freedom and like money I've ever had, but my brain and body are garbage like now just because of like, you know, I have to work for a living. I, you know, I don't work out. All I want to do is relax in my spare time. You know what I mean? Like there's a structure there that kind of forced me into doing a certain thing. And I think that actually benefited me. And now I just like the idea of forcing myself to do that sounds awful. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Uh, yeah, I was having the structure there of like you have you only have so much time to do this. Like this is where you yeah. Uh, but the thing is, I went from <laughs> I don't know. yeah I don't know. Well, I don't know. I just think like my brain probably. I am a different person than I was in high school. Like, I'm definitely, like, able to talk to people more than I did then. But I think I was smarter then. I was reading more. I was in better shape. I'm like, eh, I don't know. But, you know, I could always figure it out at some yeah, point. Yeah, you can get back there. Yeah, I don't know. No, I I know I, know I never, like, <laughs> I don't know. Because it's so loaded. Like, this is my brain capacity peak. I think, but I know my body never peaked. <laughs> I think my body, because uh, I never did anything. I never did any exercise ever. <laughs> like you yep. did some Sports, extracurricular yeah. exercise. I did not at all. And now I'm at the point where I'm like, uh, I need to start like catching up on this. So I started doing that. Like I'm, this year was the first time I like. Well, I started last year and gave up. But this year was like the longest time that I forced myself to 
get into an exercise routine. So but like the thing, I was in shape then. Now I'm like, you know, seventy pounds later. You know what I mean? So. You can get back there. We are young, like you said. Yeah, it's only, you know, say I'm a third of the way there. Yeah, I, don't I have can't your imagine third life. life crisis. Yeah. Anyway, let's stop bumming people out. Uh, my book. Uh, I was just thinking. I did write a different book down, but I wanted to mention these because you mentioned kind of the magical realism thing. Did you ever read any of the Salman Rushdie books? Mm. Did he write Siddhartha? No, that was um, I can't remember the guy's name. Salman Rushdie uh, was the guy who wrote the Satanic Verses, and he uh, had a way opposite. <laughs> yeah, he wrote the Satanic Verses, and he had the islamic community put a death uh like a basically a hit kind of thing out on him like he was wanted by the because it kind of besmirched the uh islamic faith hmm. do you remember this being a thing yeah i vaguely yeah herman hess that was the guy i didn't have to look it up oh, my brain still works somewhere yeah, there you go that was at the i never read that <laughs> I didn't have to. I don't know. But yeah, Salman Rushdie, he had two weird books. Um, one which I have, and I haven't read. <laughs> I might have both of Satanic Verses. It's about these two people that are in a plane crash, and they both survive. And one becomes like the kind of manifestation of good, and one becomes a manifestation of evil and the evil person and they kind of have this weird like and it like happens metaphorically and like physically one becomes like kind of twisted and like evil the other guy becomes like shiny and angelic mm-hmm. and like the evil guy's trying to like ruin the good guy it's a very weird book and he had this like death I want to say death proof and every time I think of it you know, like this death like a hit on the guy and, like, he had to go into hiding for a long time. It was very strange. Huh. He yeah, also wrote... I, I remember the story around it, yeah. Yeah. And he wrote this book called um, Midnight's Children, which looks really interesting, and I own the book, but I haven't read it. And it's about uh, a large group of children that were born on the eve of the Indian Revolution in India. And the... I think it's a group of like 12 or so kids or more and each one is has a kind of like a superpower <laughs> and the ones that are born closest to midnight have like the stronger power and each one that has like a superpower is like like the guy with the strongest power has a really big nose and he has like really strong sense of smell and he also can smell like the truth. <laughs> Like, it's a very strange concept, but it, it it always looked interesting. That's why I bought it, and then Ned didn't read it. <laughs> and, like, he has this rival that he's, like, the second closest in uh, this, like, weird prophecy that's happening in the book. And he's called The Knees, and he has these weird, like, massive knees, and he's, like, super, like, physically <laughs> gifted. Can, yeah, there's a bunch of jump. people like that. Yeah, jump and run and all this stuff. Very strange. Hmm. The book I actually wrote down is a manga series called Beelzebub. Yes. Have you ever heard of this? No. 
It's about a uh, it's about a delinquent teen named Oga Tatsumi, also called Ogre Tatsumi, which I think they did on purpose. Uh, who finds a flamboyant gay man floating down a river, and his uh, chest opens up like a uh, like a door. And he is bequeathed the son of Satan, and he has to raise the son of Satan. Oh. Yeah. Mm. It's a very strange concept. So, And the son of Satan, who usually hates everyone, likes this guy because he's a like crazy delinquent who beats everyone up. Uh, and that's yeah. the only reason he can bond with him. Okay. And he spends a lot of the book trying to get rid of this baby by giving it to other strong people. <laughs> and like he ends up fighting a lot of those people for various reasons and he has to fight like different people from like hell and heaven and all this weird stuff might be a series we do it's pretty funny like it's a very comical series yeah that's uh, sounds weird yeah that it's very odd scary oh it's it's done in like this really comical kind of dumb uh-huh. way like, Satan's, like, always playing video games. He's, like, always way too busy playing video games to raise his son. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that reminds me of, um, actually this Netflix movie I watched called... I can't remember what it was, but it has Adam Scott in it, and he is... Oh, yeah, I just saw that. Yeah. Like, the stepdad to say the son of Satan. I just saw that preview for that. Yeah, I watched it. I was on the horror movie kick in October, and uh, it's pretty funny. Yeah, there's a lot of weird, like, there's another anime show and book, I guess, called The Devil is a Part-Timer, which I think it's on Netflix also, where the devil comes to Earth and he gets a job at, like, McDonald's. (laughs) It's very strange. It's not bad. Maybe we'll do it at some point. <laughs> uh, do you have a video game? I do have. The series is pretty popular. Have you ever played that Katamari? Any of the Katamari games? Like Katamari D- Damasi? Is yeah, that it? Damasi, yeah. I've never actually played it, but um, I've seen it and it looks weird. <laughs> yeah, uh, I used to play it in college a lot just to zone out it's a good just like a fun quirky game uh you are the prince you play this little green alien called the prince his dad is like the king of the galaxy or the universe or planets or something but and he wants more stars and more planets so you're the prince and you go around in levels and it's super like polygonal 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 like really basic graphics but uh you start off rolling this little ball, and your objective is just keep rolling on things. You gotta start with small things, though, and pick them up, and then grow your ball bigger and bigger, and you just keep rolling around levels until some levels you, like... Usually at the last levels, you get as big as the planet or whatever, and you start rolling up planets into new planets, and, yeah, you start, like, the size of a mouse, though. It's a lot of fun. It's goofy. It's, uh... It's just fun to relax, super, like, Japanese. Yeah, they're, they have a lot of weird kind of, like, I think, what is it, Donut County? 
yeah there's that same kind of feel to it where it's like you're just start as a whole <laughs> you're trying to get bigger stuff in there very similar yeah yeah just the kind of growing mechanic of whatever you have and mm. just eating like kind of weird quirky things like you can roll up people eventually in katamari and they're like waving they're waving their arms but they're like polygonal so they're just like chop 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 waving a bad medium to wave my arms but imagine they're just like robotically waving in front of me yeah 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 i've seen them played i've just never actually i what what, what system was that for a wii this for ps2 or originally hmm. yeah yeah it was probably i i don't know probably playing some other bullshit yeah but yeah they've re-released it a bunch of times you can get it on switch now you can i'm sure it's on like xbox game pass or like replay or whatever the hell it is yeah maybe i'll have to check it out because never played them i know like on switch and they did on how did this get played recently is that what is it untitled goose game yeah it's very popular it it, kind of looks like very just kind of quirky and silly kind of that yeah they both yeah each of those games like do a really good job of just like creating their own aesthetic like yeah simple but really fits what they're doing have you played that yet untitled goose game no i have not i i the only reason i haven't like gotten it is because i've heard it's short so i'm just waiting for it to go on sale yeah it's not super it's only like what 20 bucks or something yeah. like that but it'll probably go down around like black friday or something yeah oh i'm waiting to get all the games then yeah and, and i know what is it pokemon's shield and sword are coming out soon yeah yep this month. you gonna get them um i don't think so because really yeah well i'm going on vacation soon so i can't buy too many video games but i like i told him my son i'm trying to get him one and like i thought he'd want pokemon but he wants uh luigi's mansion instead so nobody tell him okay <laughs> it's a secret i didn't say he'll get it he'll just like that's what he wants i was yeah. surprised because that's like the first pokemon game i've been interested i haven't played a like actual pokemon game since red and blue um but i'm actually interested in that one it's just looks yeah. crazy well if you get it there's a multiplayer aspect stuff to it so yeah. let me know yeah have you seen the commercial it like totally pulled at my heartstrings so it like starts like with the 8-bit pikachu or the 16-bit pikachu or whatever mm. and then i kind of like show pokemon from each generation but they're it's still in like that same graphical style and they're all like running together like oh my gosh it's come so far really yeah it really has i i have uh i have a 3ds so i have some of the older ones that i've kind of been going through i and i, I i've had a few for a while but i haven't beaten any of them just because they're so long and i i don't know i just play other stuff instead it's weird to have like a mobile game i guess like my ds and just be like oh i also have my ps4 here yeah in my, while i'm sitting here in my house yeah i i just lost what i was gonna say damn yeah I had some. I had a hot take on Pokemon for a second. I mean, like I, I know what some people say, like the localization isn't great, but you know they're kind of just like JRPGs, basically. You know, it's yeah. just like a grindy thing where you pick up characters, you know, so to speak, and you know grind up their levels and powers and all this stuff, and same kind of deal. 
Yeah, yeah. actually, I remember. I was going to say, I can't. I don't think I could have beaten the original one without. Just when you remembered what you were going to say, it kind of cut out. Right, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, and I still remember. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, I don't think I could have ever beaten the original Pokemon games without that, like, that hack cheat where you got infinite uh, rare candies and Master Balls. Yeah, and that would, like, fuck up your game, too. Not if you didn't did it right. Yeah, I did yeah. not. <laughs> uh, did you try to catch the missing no or the missing number? Yeah. yeah there you go. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there was so like lore behind like what is the missing no? What is it? Could it be? It's it's a it's a break in the code. That's what it is. It's a missing number. <laughs> That's yeah. all it is, kids. I'm surprised they didn't try and add that in as like a Pokemon or something. Like it's a weird Easter egg Pokemon. Right. I remember no. like when the Pokemon movie came out. There's rumors like, oh, you th I heard that missing no is it. <laughs> Stupid kids. Yep. Well, you know, you believe anything. It's like a nude raider that we all believe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I think that's around now, though. Pretty sure. Well, yeah, you can find anything. Rule 34, <laughs> man. You can find yeah. all the Simpsons fucking each other, basically. <laughs> it's true. Everyone knows that. Uh. So, you're, oh, yeah, you're. Game? Yeah, my game. Uh. I wrote down, I I messaged it to you because it looked very weird, and I saw it on a list of just weird shit like that. And uh, kind of a related thing, but I love you, Colonel Sanders, a finger-licking good dating simulator. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I saw this, yes. Yeah, what a strange concept for a game where you're trying to date a Bishonen version of Colonel Sanders where they make him, like, hot, like in a very anime fashion. And, like, your best friend is a girl who's in love with a robot. And it's like they made it like a regular, uh, you know, a weird tie-in game related to it, the service. To the service? Like KFC. Okay. <laughs> I thought you like, 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 remember... The, the army they, service, like Colonel oh, Sanders. They had that game Sneak King for Burger yeah. King. Yeah, like, they had, like, three Burger King games for, like, a promotion or something for yeah. Xbox. Now, like, tie-in series can be so strange when they do it for, like, stuff that doesn't make sense like that. And there's a video on that website, Xbox, about, like, weird tie-ins. Like, there's Pepsi a... Man. Pepsi Man. The Beavis and Butthead golf game. Um, there there's are... a Skittles video game for, like... GameCube and PS2. Yeah. Uh, I also wrote down, like, the... Like, a bunch of the Simpsons tie-in games are good, but there's some that are like, why, why did you need this? Like, I know you used to love the bowling game. You were a big fan of the Simpsons bowling. Oh, yeah, the arcade. Yeah, I remember, because we would go on field trips for, like, summer camp to the bowling alley, but we would play the arcade game instead of bowling with all the, like, normal kids. Yep. And you got like a two ninety nine one time on, on like that Simpsons bowling game. Yeah, we like hacked it. Yeah. We knew the sweet spots. Yeah, they also had like a Simpsons wrestling game that was available where it'd be like Mo beating up like Bart or something. It was very weird. 
Yeah, I've heard it's horrible. I've seen some Let's Plays of it, actually. Like, the mechanics of it are terrible. Mm. Surprise. Yeah. I know that they had that brand new wrestling game that everyone's kind of talking about that's terrible. <laughs> that it's just like a WWE game, but they did it, like, terribly. Have you seen all yeah. those memes? No, um, I know they all suck at porting to the different consoles, though. The, the, the... Oh, you gotta check this out. This game, it's like they released an incomplete, incomplete game. It's like a brand new WWE licensed game. It's like, like you can see people like flying around the ring and stuff like that. It's <laughs> it's terrible looking. Yeah, I think the last couple of WWE games have been super like glitchy and just bad. Yeah. They got, I used to love those games, but they got so complicated to where I'm just like, this isn't fun for people that just like, like this casually now. Right. I, I don't know. I also wrote down, um, every good times, the various kind of simulators that are around, like, I, and I don't mean like Stardew Valley, I mean like, there's a gun building simulator, where it's just like, you just build, you just put together a gun, and they've got so many things like that like hunting i kind of get ish but like trucking or like bus driver i'm like why why is it goat simulator goat simulator i wrote that down or farming simulator which and i don't mean stardew valley i mean they've got one where you just like you're just like a farmer (laughs) and i'm just like who is that for i i don't know it just seems like such a strange thing the goat thing i kind of get because you're just supposed to be like like goose game where you're just like an a-hole goat i guess but oh is that one is i i've just seen it at the the barcade yeah it's it's like i think you're you're you like run into stuff and you like make everyone's life miserable you're not like actually just playing as a goat i don't think well that is what a goat does yeah are the worst animal yeah or they've got that new uh what is it zoo planet game where you're just like an animal i guess oh yeah i saw that advertise i didn't know what the hell it was yeah and i'm not the right audience for it but i'm just like who is the right audience for some of that stuff like is there someone buying like gun building simulator and getting all the trophies for it have you um seen any of the videos of like the air traffic controller simulator stuff no there's some it's they're actually some of the funniest videos i've seen because i don't know it's ridiculous because i think it's a flight simulator as well it's like microsoft flight simulator but someone also has to be the aircraft traffic controller and you're supposed to do like a realistic job of like practicing the lingo and stuff because it's all like an online game and but like some people are just like flying hot air balloons into the runway and stuff like that (laughs) there's they're really funny that does sound fun like that's the way i think those games should be played like kind of like an a-hole where you're like a bus simulator and you're running over everyone and just going crazy yeah but since it's online there's like people that are actually trying to practice like how to fly so they can fly an aircraft There is a uh, new flight simulator that I think that's coming out that's supposed to be, like, incredible or something like that. Like, it's World Flight or something like that. Like, it's Mm. an Apple thing that's, like, it's supposed to be really realistic or whatever. I don't know. I I had one when I was younger. It was, like, do you remember Encarta Mind Maze? Did you ever have that? No, I had Encarta Encyclopedia, but I didn't have Mind Maze. Mind Maze. It was this weird, like, uh, like, 
quiz game where it was like you'd go through this maze and every time they'd ask you like a question and it, I don't know. I just remember it being kind of a fun game, but they also had like this flight simulator that was attached to it, which I enjoyed, but I was like, eh, I don't know. It's a weird thing. I had the idea today of like a sightseeing simulator because I was listening to a podcast about they were talking about the new Call of Duty game and like how part of it was set in Paris or something like and someone on the panel was like can you just walk around and enjoy Paris <laughs> and I was like what if there was a game where like you just really put the time into the textures and the graphics and like you could just take vacations without having to go anywhere and well, you just walk around Paris they kind of have forever. something like that in VR I think there is a thing where you can kind of go to like a Game of Thrones land in like VR no, just the real world. Oh. Just places you could actually go. They probably <laughs> like actual, have that. Like, yeah. modeled after attainable places. Yeah. But for people who can't afford to go to London or wherever. Yeah. Or Reykjavik or some other exotic land. Thailand. Country. Sure. Australia. Yeah, I mean, that would be cool, but I'm kind of like... I don't know. It just seems like... It seems like a perfect VR kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it would work for that. Yeah. That's where you yeah, tie it in. And I feel like they, I mean, in VR they already have porn, so it's like, why not? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Whatever. Yeah, I don't know. That's all I had. And I've got one very brief quiz type thing that we'll do before we get into the other stuff. Uh, I wanted to... <laughs> Where is it? Oh, there it is. All right. So I know I, it seemed like a perfect occasion for anime is weird, like one of those quizzes. Oh, yeah. But I, I was like, I was kind of looking at kind of stuff where I was googling random stuff where I'm like, hey, what's this weird anime? What are the top ten weird anime? Where I'm like, it was kind of like a lot of the stuff where I had the um. The same stuff from other stuff we did. So right. I tried to make a anime. I'll call it anime is fucking weird, or <laughs> AKA hentai is weird. Oh, lovely! Yeah, your favorite. Um, Tentacles. Yeah, pretty much. I I only really have three questions, <laughs> so it'll be brief. I went to a popular doujinshi, or independent manga site, that you can sort tags by popularity. What do you think are the top three tags at this site? As far as, like, what people like. For hentai? Yeah. Okay, uh, tentacles. <laughs> so give me three and I'll let you know. Okay. Uh, tentacles. That's your number one. Um, oh man, um, man, I mean, what can you get in hentai that you can't get anything else? Tentacles, uh, I'm gonna say, um, what's something weird in anime? Uh, Magical Girl, <laughs> and, uh, um, Oh, uh, that one where... <laughs> What's that? 
There's like a specific type of hentai where they have like giant dicks, like Futari or something. Oh, that's a. I know what you're talking about, but that's a different kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I think it's Futari, Futnari or Fut, Futnari. That's um, man, how to talk about this? This is a very weird kind of thing where Futnari is sometimes translated as uh, chicks with dicks. It's like a trans person, basically in anime and hentai where it's like it's someone who has like a it's a woman but they have a penis it's very exaggerated yeah they usually make a a massive penis uh the three top number one big breasts oh yeah very normal big titties but yeah i was trying to think of things you can get in hentai and not well third one uh okay in a way second one group okay Third one, Lollicon. What yeah. is this? So, uh, no. Um, <laughs> Lollicon comes from the term, uh, from a book. It comes from the Russian book by Vladimir Nabokov. Maybe you're familiar. Nope. Uh, he wrote a book called Lolita. You familiar with that okay. book? No. It's about a much older man dating a, a young girl. Like, okay, I've heard the term Lolita used yeah, in that sense. Yeah. yeah, that's basically this porn thing. Gotcha. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So that's number three. <laughs> hey, rule 34, man. I mean, I already mentioned The Simpsons. What do you think half of that is? I know, you right? know what I mean? Uh, the other uh, second question, just to get off of that topic. Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> oh, it, no. for people. It's more questions. I thought these ones are, uh, you know, less. So uh, there are. I looked at the top parodies of our an- <laughs> and I looked at the three of them. Three of the ones. They're not in the top three at all. But there are three that were in our animabies, and I'd like you oh, to. Really? Yeah. Well. They parody everything, like I said. Well, yeah. And these weren't in the top three. These were probably maybe in the top hundred, I'm sure. But, like, which three do you think were that were really popular for people jerking off to? Um, My Hero wasn't an anime, was it? It was. It was? All right. So, My Hero Academia, that's one of my guesses. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of the most popular ones. Uh, Death Note and oh, Konosuba. That was already like borderline. <laughs> pretty much, that's true. We're already falling out of shirts. Pretty yeah. much, and that, that is a very popular one. But I'll tell you in order. Uh, so these aren't in order at all. The ones that like are are actually at the top are ones that you've never seen, and a lot of them are ones that I've never seen. Mm-hmm. Um, the top for the ones that we've seen: Sao Sword Art Online. Oh, that makes sense. I didn't think about I mean, the you know the character design and yeah. stuff. Uh, number two: Attack on Titan. I was gonna I was gonna say that, but there's like two female characters in that. Well. There's there's a different audience for the other half of that because oh okay uh, yeah. yeah interesting so it's usually the guys fucking each other or whatever yeah okay I don't I yeah not, didn't uh, think that was very popular in Japan well it, it you know it's shown over here too so it's you know 
different Truth. people if you're gonna yeah, that is true. Uh, three my hero my hero yeah. academia yeah which is nice. I get but there, yeah Konosuba's yes, a variety thing. of characters in that yeah a lot of animal like characters which people are into really yeah I mean frog? Frog, yeah <laughs> really yeah people sexualize the hell out of her <laughs> oh my god Ooh. or the the oh, raven god. guy or the the pink girl or the girl yeah, who does the gravity stuff the the one who the the one who makes stuff too the yeah. raven guy is that what you said yeah <laughs> people, really? people are into weird animal shit <laughs> yeah furry stuff i guess yeah yeah but like the most popular one for attack on titan was uh aaron and then uh levy that guy oh yeah which i'm like i yeah, get it they're, you can see that yeah they're always at odds very passionate i could see it yeah and the popular <laughs> ones are, cut that tension with a knife in uh my hero it's you know it's for the gay stuff which does happen in those comics it's like it's izaku and uh bakugo bakugan yeah they also have a you know, on the site I saw or used for this was like they have a ton of Zelda stuff and all that shit. They've got everything. Yeah, Attack on Titan seemed too brutal to me. The juxtaposition. Well, was, well they're just like... fucking. They're not showing any of that stuff. <laughs> they're not showing any of the action. I really like to get into the mindset of the characters, no matter what I'm watching. So yeah, like they're not. They're like this is their break or whatever. If I see Attack on Titan porn, I'm gonna be like. Guys, there's gonna be the Titans brashing through there any second. What? Why? Aaron's not in this mindset. He just this. He can't relax right now. I mean, they are teens, to be fair. Truth. Yeah. Hormones. Yeah. Uh, the last one. I, this is just not really a question. I just wanted to quiz you on um, lingo, and briefly. Oh, I knew Fudanari or whatever. Yeah. Uh, this one's called. Bakunyu. I just think it's very funny. This is though just one last thing. Bak- I don't. I, I don't think you'll get it, but I think it's it's just a funny term. It's called uh, exploding breasts, <laughs> which uh, it's it's you've probably seen that enough. If you ever look at hentai, but it's like people that have breasts that are like bigger than you. Like that. Have, that's a thing that people draw sometimes. It's very strange. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I remember that's what my third grade mind would wonder sometimes. <laughs> like, is there anyone who has boobs the size of a human? <laughs> yeah. People love to draw that kind of thing. I don't know. It's very strange. Yeah, that's all I had. Uh, enlightening. Yeah. I, I had to look up, like, it, it was weird to be like, oh, I'll write this shit down for notes. <laughs> later <laughs> this is purely scholarly what i'm doing yeah this is my academia yeah i have to look up like porn my hentai academia look up likely. porn lingo oh man just urban dictionary that stuff it's all there. have you ever looked up your own name and seen if somebody put up your you as like a thing in there an urban dictionary no uh, ages ago, somebody mentioned that there was somebody from our school on there. Really? Yeah. Not a not a it? not a pleasant one, but there is someone on their school. Yeah. Uh, and I think I saw one. That I'm like, I could see that being me. That sounds like me. I wonder who wrote that. 
No, I never... Not on Urban Dictionary. I googled myself a couple times. In high school, it used to be there was like an inmate pen pal system online where there was an inmate name with my name. And that was the first result that came up. And then during the Obama years, it was he had a trans, the first transgender cabinet member has the same name as me. So I was like, hey, moving up at least when you google my name. From felon to... Presidential uh, something. Yeah. Yep. Do you remember? I was thinking about this. Do you remember when that guy faked be, faked knowing how to do ASL and he did, like, the fake translating for, like, I think Obama ages ago? Do you remember that <laughs> no. story? There was somebody no. who... He was, a, like, a mentally ill guy and he got up to do the translation for deaf people, but he didn't know oh. ASL at all. It yes. A okay. Strange story. Yeah, I do remember. I you said ASL. I thought you meant like the AOL Messenger, oh. like age, sex, location, but American Sign Language. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Yes, I do remember that now. Yeah, he was like unqualified or something, and yeah, yeah. he's just making nonsense up there when he was up there. Yeah. All right. Well. Anyway, time to unjade me with our segment unjade Jeff. I went through a long period. I didn't like movies, and I'm trying to. Dylan's showing me movies to help me get over that, which is slowly working because I have sought out movies, which I mentioned, uh, I think, before the podcast. Uh, the one I'm doing right now, or just did, Friday the 13th, the reboot, 2009. Ten years yeah. ago since the <laughs> last. The most recent Friday the 13th movie. Yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, they haven't, it's been up in arms, it's been juggling, the rights to that series have always been around, which this movie unjaded me from horror movies, sort of, hmm. so. Yeah, the other movie, if people care, I watched I Love You, Beth Cooper, starring Paul Rust and Hayden Panettiere, a teen rom-com, to kind of get the horror out of my system so I didn't have to go to sleep with just thinking about horrible stuff. Oh, really? Did you have to do that? Uh, you a palate I, cleanser? I didn't need to do that, but it was just a movie I also wanted to see. And I, yeah, yeah not really. I saw it on a different day. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I used to have to do that, but they don't get to me so much anymore. Yeah. It starts, rainy evening, girl running through the woods. Uh, Jason's mother, I think is Pamela, I believe her name is. Yes confronts the girl about jason's death and she's yelling and they're having this big confrontation and the girl ends up beheading jason's mother and it's really with a machete yeah yeah call back to original friday the 13th yes there's a lot of kind of easter egg stuff i guess this movie was a um amalgamation of the first four movies i read when i was doing my research yeah, 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 which I have some notes on later. Uh, yeah, a strange boy finds the body and he takes the pendant and the machete. Uh, smash cut to dumb, sexy teens walking through a forest. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it starts where the original ends. You know, it's the, the mother is killed by one of the teens, and this is kind of like. It is a reboot, definitely. Uh, 
The guy with the glasses tells a story of the first movie around a campfire. Uh, that same guy, he goes off to find any to pee, I guess, and he finds weed, and then is killed by Jason. Yep. Yep. Yeah, Jason doesn't like people smoking weed. And uh, this is definitely a different Jason. He's fast. I'm like, oh, he's like running and he's like jumping yeah. and climbing. He's clever. He lays down a trap and he like baits that kid with like the girl dangling over the fire. Yeah. Yeah, that fire dangle. I was tense. Uh, he cuts through the tent uh, to get to the girl. He cuts through the floor uh, to kill that, to stab that guy in the leg a bunch of times so he can't run. Yeah. And then he just supposedly kills all the teens you think mm-hmm. uh, yeah you kind of think that you're gonna follow them throughout the movie because it, it lingers on them a while but then yeah they're all they're all killed pretty gone. quickly uh new sexy teens arrive and there you see a strange man looking for his sister which is looks like one of the original sexy teens uh yeah. he's the supernatural cw handsome Jared Padalecki. Is that the guy? Who just got in trouble for assaulting one of his employees in yeah. a bar. Right, good. Jared Padalecki. Clay, I think his name is. Yeah, yep. Uh, this cop has a cliche moment with Clay about the the missing girls and like, oh, you're not gonna find... Like, he kind of says, what is it, Crazy Randy moment-ish? Yeah, Crazy... Ralph, or, yeah. Ralph. Like, it's yeah, kind prophet of prophet of doom prophet of doom but it's like we couldn't do anything you know that kind of useless cop bit that they do in all these things we don't know anything we don't yeah. we live in this community but we don't know what's going on like that's kind of like cliche about these horror movies like oh there's a killer around but you know whatever yeah i think they i'm not sure if it's him or the like gas station attendant says like oh yeah there's someone He's out there, but we leave him alone, and he leaves us alone. I think that's the old lady, right? Who says that? Yeah, somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, the the kids, uh, sex kids arrive at their camp. The guy, Clay, goes to meet that old lady, and there's a jump scare where you're kind of like, he's looking in the house, and he talks to that lady. Uh, the... He talks to that weird hillbilly guy, that gross hillbilly that, like, licks the magazine and stuff. Yeah. That was kind of like, ugh, I don't like that guy. Uh, and something I noticed, I'm like, whenever they kind of, like, perk up and hear, like, some, like something, I'm just like, I don't know if it's just me, but I, I rarely hear the, I wrote down, I rarely hear the someone's out there moments. Like, I feel like they're just like, what was that? I'm just like, what? I didn't hear anything. Oh, man. I'm so paranoid all the time. <laughs> I'm always like, what? I didn't hear anything. And they're just like, what? Who's out there? And then he goes upstairs and he unmasks Jason and you kind of see him briefly. Uh, Hillbilly gets killed and Jason finds the hockey mask. Uh, I wrote down, I got, well, you know, I watched um, Tail, uh, Tail and Ducker, uh, <laughs> Dale and Tucker. Yeah. versus evil and i was like oh i got real chad vibes from that like you know one tree hill blonde kid yeah yeah just a he, real uh, creep kind of thing 
Are you talking about the... Is he the lead kid whose camp it is? Yeah, the kid whose camp it is, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he is a douche. Yeah. Uh, they play beer pong, uh, and then they try they drink beer out of the shoe. I'm like, oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> I found that gross. Yeah, man, teen hormones. Yeah. Uh, then they're, the other guy's doing the boat with the girl, and the boat is killed with an arrow, which I'm like... I was like, oh, I didn't know Jason knew archery. He's very good. Just shoot he that... lives at a summer camp. Yeah, but I'm like, he... Sh- <laughs> he knows archery. Yeah, he didn't go to the... I don't know. He died in the... You know, he died as a young boy. I don't know. Uh, but I'm like, it's in a different movie. He has a... In one of the older movies, he has a bow and arrow that he shoots or something. And he, like, he did it, yeah. like, it's a moving target that he does with a bow. So it's like, that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh... The girl, this was probably my favorite death, but definitely not the most gruesome death, just because it was kind of silly. The girl's trying to keep her voice down, and she's, like, under the pier, and he's above the pier, and he just, like, sticks it down, and he just, like, pulls her up. Yeah, he stabs right through the head. Yeah. I was watching this on TV, so it was edited, so I did not see, like, I guess she's, like, naked when he Yeah, you see her breasts. I didn't see her, like... I knew, I knew when I was watching. It, I was like, "Yeah, this is cut because she's water skiing naked right now," and it's like a dumb horror movie trope that yeah, someone has to get naked and die. Uh, Clay and the other girl that he kind of befriends—that's friends with his kid. Uh, that's Danielle Panabaker from The Flash. You might remember her from the previous Unchained Jeff. Uh, is she like the kind of a hole scientist lady? Yeah. Okay, I remember her now. Like, uh, this is one of the issues I have. Maybe it's just the thing with this uh, type of movie where I'm like, I didn't care about these kids. I didn't care to learn their names. They're supposed to be kind of unlikable, and like you kind yeah. of want them to die. Like, yeah. and I'm just like, oh fuck these kids. Except for like, you know, the kids that you actually—they're like usually what two kids you care about in these films. Yeah. Yeah, usually there's the final girl. They usually used to be just the final girl, but then, like, in a lot of the. They end up pairing up or whatever. Yeah. And I, like, I didn't learn any of the other kids. Like, it was a Trent. I think I learned him because yeah, he said it a lot. He was the Asian. Was he the Asian one? No. I yeah. looked it up later. Oh, he, he was, was, like, a weird name. Chewy, yeah. apparently. Yeah, 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 name. yeah. Never learned his name. Looked it up later. I don't know. I, I thought that might be a problem with these movies, but I'm like, yeah, they're disposable. Maybe it's not supposed to really care. Uh, yeah, I just remember Chad, because he was such a Chad, and he was like, you guys gotta ruin my dad's house! Yeah. <laughs> like, five minutes. Why did I invite you here? You gotta ruin my house! Why did you invite them there, Chad? Uh, they find Jason's home again. Their flashlight batteries run out, and like, oh, he he brought like actually replacing batteries, which I feel like is such a thing that people never do in these movies. Like, oh, thinking ahead. Uh, yeah. You see that the sister is alive and chained in the basement. Uh, I think they see him dragging the body, and they go back to the house and call the police. The Asian kid is killed with a screwdriver. That was a gruesome scene. 
Yeah, I to think it neck. got severely edited for me. Mm, Again, it is... I saw him get jabbed in the jaw like real quick, and then it's a slow death where he's just kind of like yeah. slowly pushing a screwdriver, and it's it is gruesome. It's rough. Uh, the black guy uh, is killed with an axe. Jason throws an axe in his back and then he like turns yeah. him over and kicks him on the log. He's like, oh, that's clever. Yeah. What a clever way to kill that guy. Uh, he puts the girl that Trent has sex with on a coat hanger. He like puts her on like a coat hook. Like on yeah. the wall. And I was like, how does that kill her? I mean, it would probably hurt a lot, but I feel like it might not kill you necessarily unless he puts it all the way through you. Yeah, I, I think... I don't know. Just to hit the right Just spot, I guess. Uh, police arrive. Uh, police officer almost immediately killed with like a big spike thing put through his yeah. head. Yeah, is it a piece? Yeah, I don't know what it was. Yeah, it's, it's a long, sharp thing. Uh, and I wrote down something. I think there's something to the idea of the most. It's, maybe they mention it on the podcast of, uh, you know, in Voorhees We Trust. The most gruesome murders are given to people either trying to help others or fighting back. Like, anyone who fights back is given, like, a gruesome death, it seems like. Yeah. Or people trying yeah. to help other people given a gruesome death. True, yeah. Chewie was just trying to find his friend. Yeah. And... Uh... The douchebag is given, but I was like, oh, the douchebag is given kind of a quick death. And he's just, like, pinned to that truck. Yeah, the tow truck. Uh, and he drives off with him. Yeah. Uh, they arrive at the basement. They save the sister. And I was, I read this thing. I don't think I... Like, uh, they kind of show, I think when the black guy stabs him, he like, oh, he can kind of be hurt, it seems like. So he's, like, more human than, like, later in some of those other movies where he's, like, shot yes. nine times or whatever. Right, yeah, there's some where he's just supernatural, yeah. like, all of a sudden. Uh, during their final... And the, the, uh, I wrote down, helpful girl killed quickly. Maybe my theory is wrong. I don't know. Like, the girl that was trying to help Clay the whole time. Yeah. I, kind of I, a quick death. That one, I screamed when that happened, because I... I thought she was going to be the final girl, and then she just all of a sudden machete threw her. And I was like, no! Yeah. <laughs> oh, no! Yep, very quick. Like, oh, all right. Well, I'm dead. Uh, it starts raining, like, in the very beginning of the movie. Then in, like, the last ten minutes, they kind of have, like, an homage to all the other movies, apparently. So, in one of the early movies, uh, Jason comes through a window. I think they mention it in the Feldman yeah. movie. And it goes into slow motion very briefly. Yeah, I remember hearing about that. Yeah. In, and in this movie, it goes into slow motion with Jason coming through the window. The window. The window. <laughs> uh, and there's also a scene where, like, the girl acts like the mother by holding the pendant. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I'm like, that. they did that too. Yeah, there's one where they, like, put on the blue sweater or whatever yeah. his mom wore. Uh, Jason gets hanged with a chain and caught in the wood chipper and dragged over there then stabbed with a machete. And I'm just like, uh, I don't know. 
they tease you. You think his head's going to go in. Yeah. He goes in that chipper. He's thrown into the into the lake with the locket and his mask falls off. And then, like, once again, like in an early movie, he crashes through the pier and he grabs the girl. And I also screamed at that point. Cut to, cut to black. Uh, and I was just like, why didn't they put him in the wood chipper? I mean, it would have, <laughs> like, I know that's gruesome and, come back from that, gruesome and grisly, but I'm like, he already came back. Why wouldn't you put him through there? Come on. Yeah, he's not coming back. Yeah, I should have seen that, uh, that doc scene coming where he, like, because that's just like the original one, but uh, yeah. man, it came up and I, I screamed. <laughs> they put in like it just weird. Like in the last ten minutes, they put in like four kind of throwbacks to other movies. And I was like, why did you just put them in the last? Like I know it's a big kind of the whole thing is that, but yeah. Seems... Have you ever seen any of the original ones? I know we've talked about this, and I think I know I talked about watching like all the. Um, sci-fi month of horror things i think right. i've seen and with listening to in myers we trust i i think i have seen just about every halloween movie but i think this might have been might have been my first friday the 13th movie really yeah yeah i've seen all the bad friday the 13th movies i did <laughs> i did listening to that podcast like when they talk about um i think it's six or maybe it's seven where new blood where he fights the girl that's essentially carrie and paul oh, yeah seven yeah. yeah and paul rust i think he mentions like oh it, it, you know the guy is he's <laughs> he's using his abusive powers to like take down jason or something like that it's found that funny <laughs> he's like an abusive father and he gets like killed and right, he like comes yeah. back at the end yeah, he gets, like, redeemed at the end. <laughs> yeah, they're like, did we really need to redeem this abusive father? Yeah. And yeah, he uses his rage to, <laughs> to... To, like, pull Jason down to the water. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've seen uh, Jason Takes Manhattan. That was terrible. I really want to see Jason Goes to Hell, because it's supposed to be so bad, and I want to see it. But I've seen Jason X. And on uh, how did this get made? They just did uh, Jason Lives. They also did Jason in Jason X there too. But yeah. they just did Jason Lives, and it's like, oh, all right, weird choice. Yeah, yeah, I think that's where it started going downhill. That you think lives. that's? Where, I don't know. <laughs> I think I think two is probably one and two are considered really good. I feel like right. after that, it maybe goes bad. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Halloween was all over the board too, from right. how it, how I'm hearing it described and how I remember it. Like I do remember the little girl in the clown costume being like Uncle Boogeyman, <laughs> and then like everyone, oh, yeah. you know, I'm like, Ugh. all right. Yeah, some of the acting is rough. It's a little kid. Can you do? I don't know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I. It was okay. I didn't love it. Uh, I don't know that I need to ever see it again. <laughs> I feel that way about it. But like, I don't know. I just feel like it was probably done better the first time and maybe several mm-hmm. other times. But I haven't seen. I hear. Isn't the first one kind of supposed to be the best one? 
Like I the, believe so. The original yeah. with the mother being the killer instead of Jason. Right. And yeah. I don't think they ever expected there to be a sequel, so I think that's part of it. Yeah, it's very cheap, like indie film yeah. at the time. So I mean, once you get and now when you think about it, this was ten years ago now. <laughs> I know. Which, yeah. Which is weird to think about, but I'm kind of like, eh, they're probably so many other horror movies that are better that have done it better than this the slasher movies that have done it better since then and before then so i don't know it didn't unjade me i just thought it was like eh, it's a film the film that got made <laughs> true yeah. yeah for some reason yeah we'll move into animaby then last segment where uh i try to get more into anime because it's so there's so much of it and i like it but i don't know where to start so jeff tells me every episode what to watch uh sometimes like last episode i watched the wrong thing but this time i'm making up for it by watching the thing i was supposed to watch three weeks ago and this time i watched tokyo ghoul um i believe the series was in 2014 i don't know when the, man- the manga came out yeah um but yeah this show follows Kaneki uh teen or college he's in college now that's right college boy who um has become half ghoul he lives in Japan and there's these things called ghouls which are uh, they're not cannibalistic because they're not human but they are humanoid and they eat people pretty much yeah they they crave human flesh and he and he Kaneki ends up encountering one one day and uh he ends up almost being eaten by her is she the binge eater they refer to Reese I think so yeah yeah she they're supposed the ghouls are only supposed to be able to survive on one human a month but uh, Rise is a binge eater, and she. The series starts out with her like eating a bunch of people in a building, and then she's confronted by some dude that I don't know who it is yet. But <clears throat> yeah, um, from Kaneki meeting this girl, she ends up getting. They end up both getting in an accident, and they put her organs in him, and he becomes half ghoul, which. Um, he still has his human tendencies, but he always, he keeps craving the flesh and he needs to find out how to live, how to live in the human world and how to live in the ghoul world. And so he ends up meeting the girl from the coffee shop, Toka? Toka? I believe so, yeah. Uh, and she, he doesn't know she's a ghoul at first, but as he's stumbles upon her one night she shows up and she saves him from getting killed by Mise Mise um but yeah and then she shoves some flesh in his mouth but he doesn't like it still he doesn't like human food he doesn't like eating flesh it might be mind over matter but uh it's very uh emo at the ending of the first episode (laughs) like when she shoves it into his mouth, uh, he's whining about, like, I don't know what to do. And the emo music starts kicking in, and Toka seems like a very emo 
like girl and she her purple hair over one of her eyes and she just says, shut up and stop getting away and she shoves food in his mouth and that's kind of or not food ghoul food humans and that's kind of how the episode ends um episode two starts with him not liking it at all he ends up going to her coffee shop and it is kind of this haven for ghouls to I'm not sure. Escape the human world, maybe live as themselves. Yeah, kind of. Kind of a safe house for them, but also do very little damage to humans. Like they're trying to kind of live peacefully, from what it seems. Right. And uh, yeah, there's an old. I can't remember the old guy's name. See, Shu, no, or Yoshi Yoshimura. I don't know. But yeah, the the old guy who runs the coffee shop kind of ends up taking Kaneki under his wing and giving, showing him, giving him a job there and being like, you have to live in both worlds and trying to help him curb the flesh appetite by giving him certain things to put in his coffee that he doesn't know what to put in there, what's really in there. Um, the second episode... Kaneki meets up with his friend Hide, who is a human, who is told he cannot tell him he is a ghoul. And Hide, they're going to meet another, an upperclassman at the college to, for something. I don't know. But whatever it is, they end up going to this upperclassman's room, and it is Misei, the, one of the ghouls that Kaneki encountered in, the night before. And they immediately recognize each other, but they don't say anything in front of the human Hide because they can't blow their cover. But, yeah, Hide ends up, like, getting Kaneki alone, and they start to... They're gonna fight over Hide, because Misei's like, yeah, how manipulative of you to take on a human best friend and then you're gonna eat him well i'm gonna eat him first and is that they... the flamboyant cook guy no he's the guy with glasses yeah he's kind yeah. of flamboyant though right uh maybe okay <laughs> not I, so much i yet. remember uh, he's like purple hair pink hair no he's got brown hair oh, okay think about something else then. yeah right. i don't know if that guy's been introduced yeah i think i know who you're talking about he's been in the opening credits but i haven't seen him yet but yeah uh yeah they end up fighting it's super bloody there's tentacles coming out of his back uh and then which i don't know what that is they call it something i don't know what it is it's a part of being a ghoul some like weird phantasm tentacly thing but yeah they're just like i mean ghouls can't be cut by human weapons or anything but i guess they can be obliterated by their tentacly things and just jabbing holes in each other punching holes in each other it's really yeah super bloody blood's just flying everywhere uh kaneki incapacitates misei and then he's like then he kind of succumbs to his flesh addiction and he's gonna eat hide his friend and um so he's kind of... He, Kaneki's a ghoul because he's got Rise inside of him. Kind of. Rise. Yeah, her Rise. organs or whatever. 
Yeah, and he kind she's kind of in his head sometimes, and when he's about to eat Hide, it's really like uh, they're like sexualizing cannibalism because she's like telling, urging him to eat him, and she's like rubbing his chest and like grabbing him and like embracing him. It's it is a weird sexualization of cannibalism that I was just like, this is icky. <laughs> Like, it's gross. Like, I don't like a lot of gore already. Like, I, it didn't bother me in Attack on Titan, because that's kind of, like, the, it's a, that's a military show about, like, the horrors of war. Mm. And this, it's more of a sci-fi show. It's not about, like, it's, maybe it will get into that. Because it is about, it does get to, like, the, the questioning of, like, morality, I guess, because... Uh, Kaneki, like, meets a young ghoul, and he's like, okay, like, they they do walk the line of, like, the ethics of it. Um, Yeah, I think that's her, you know, trying to kind of get him to, you know, embrace her kind of this kind of animalistic side that he kind of has in him now, where it's like, I need to eat this thing to live, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, it just, it weirded me out. And then the third episode kind of just followed, uh, Toka ends up saving Kaneki and, like, incapacitating him before he can eat Hide. It doesn't show how, it just kind of cuts to black. So you don't really see her tentacly thing. I think that's, they're teasing that. Yeah. Um, and the third episode is just kind of Kaneki learning about how the coffee shop works, really, and, um... How the ghoul? Oh, and it talked about there was the there's some organization the they call them like C- case carriers or something. CCG, yeah, Commission or of box carriers. Or, yeah, that's what it's for. Yeah, they're like some sort of you know military faction that investigates and tries to counter the ghouls. Although they're somewhat they're legal, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I was very that piqued my interest. I was like, all right, I like the the world building. I like organizations and stuff like that. There's a, like a quirky cop duo that um yeah, it's this introduced older to. guy and this younger guy. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, the older guy doesn't he kind of goes by his own means, but he gets results, damn it. Um he has some sort of box that can cut through ghouls. Yeah, he is this is an organization that has weapons that's meant to counter ghouls and kill them but uh yeah the i like the world building but i just felt like there was too much fetishizing of violence in it kind of that was a little too much for me but i do like the mystery and the mystery box behind it um but i don't think i can in good i don't think i'll continue with it it's too brutal for me it's an anon it's an Anna No, I think. What do you think of the opening? Um, I like the... They have, like, this cool effect where, I don't know, like, wings are coming out of the people's back, and it's, like, some kind of, like, fractally stuff. I liked that. I did like the opening a lot. Yeah. I like that song, too. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. I am... Like, I do want to know about the characters and stuff, and how I, like... I am interested in the story, but it's... The violence is too much for me, I think. Like, Which is weird, because I love Attack on Titan. That's super violent, but I, I 
it is definitely a different type of thing though like in the context it's like you know it is one is a fight to survive one is like it seems like they're taking too much joy in whatever's going on like there's yeah like there's like a i know later on there's like a weird torture scene that's just kind of mm-hmm. like uh, it's like it's just excessive in the way it does it i think it is like it's well made it's well animated it's interesting but yeah i can definitely see why someone might be like oh it's so like crazy and weird and kind of i don't know they kind of glorify it a little bit yeah yeah i definitely that's the what i got out of it that i didn't like unfortunately which yeah i want to learn about their masks i want to learn more about the ccg i don't know maybe i'll just read it uh yeah i mean you could check out like obviously they make fandom page like wikias for everything yeah. fan the pages for everything so that could be a way to kind of check out at least individual characters and stuff for images for design or whatever I don't know. yeah there's a is there a movie there's a movie there's a live too, action there? movie uh, is it any good <laughs> i've not seen it i you i don't know a lot of those i'm just <laughs> like i'm very hesitant i know about. uh maybe a abbreviated version i don't know i might try it maybe it might not be in they have that for Attack on Titan. There are some live actions. Yeah. I was burnt pretty hard by the Death Note one, but uh, I don't know. Maybe I don't have as much of a love for this one, so. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, what do you think for next time? What do you want for. I mean, I know I mentioned Akira. Do you want to just do that? Sure. Yeah. I'll do that. I've been wanting to watch that. Yeah. Any excuse. Yeah. We haven't done a movie in a while either. Yeah, there's another movie that was recommended to me recently. Maybe I'll have to check it out that I haven't seen. That's kind of like in the same vein as some of the other ones we've done. Cool. But what do you got for a movie for me? Um, I'm going to assign you. I actually, I just watched this recently too, but um, hit me pretty well. Have you heard of the the comic book for Snowpiercer? Uh, I've heard of the movie. I haven't heard of the comic book. <laughs> yeah, it's based on a comic book, okay. I guess. But the movie's very good. Yeah, I I enjoyed it thoroughly. It's got a lot to say about the class system. Mm. So it's interesting for something I had really never seen any marketing or publicity for. It was just on Netflix. And I was like, I've heard about it. I know they're making a TV show. I'll watch the movie. Was Friday the Thirteenth on Netflix? <laughs> no, it was not. Okay. I was like, I was like, what the hell is this thing? I'm trying to find it everywhere. I, I, it was on iTunes for like a buck, I think. I don't know, to rent it. Yeah. Maybe. Mm. That's where I saw it. That's where I was gonna watch Jason Goes to Hell, ah. but uh, that one's hard to find. <laughs> but yeah, watch uh, Snowpiercer. It's Snowpiercer. got uh, Chris Evans in it. Oh. Um, is pre Captain America or during? It was during, okay. but it's not a. He he has he's very compelling during some of it. I believe he does some good acting. And uh, the director, uh, he's South South Korean. I can't remember. It's like Bush something Bosch. I don't want to. But he just he what Mighty Bush. (laughs) No, No. he has um a movie that's come out recently that I'm probably gonna go see this weekend called Parasite and like. It's another one where I have no idea what it's about. But it's supposed to be weird and crazy, huh. possibly bizarre. Yeah, right. check out Snowpiercer. All right. 
right, and yeah, you guys, I guess we'll wrap it up. Yep. So you guys can reach us at wholegdshow at gmail.com, our Twitter at wholegdshow, facebook.com slash wholegdshow. Caleb Orion does our music. Look for him on streaming services, Spotify. Uh, what else? We got a YouTube page, right, Jeff? Yep, with two videos that I have yeah. not added to in a while. <laughs> on, I don't uh, know. I'm trying to get it more tough, but it's... I don't know. Yeah, I'll yeah, work on it. It's a whole other investment. It's another... Like, yeah. Yep. Uh, I'm at... Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr at Rewriter Shaw doing art and joke stuff and writing, whatever. Uh, we're also on Stitcher now. I think I mentioned that in a previous okay. podcast. Yeah. Uh, iTunes, etc. Uh, podcast Addict, if you're into that. Yep, Spotify. We should be on most stuff. Yep. iTunes. Give us a review somewhere. Tell your friends. Yeah.